الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي بنعمه تثم الصالحات الحمد لله الذي قدر كل ما هو آت وكل ما هو فات نسأله عز وجل موجبات رحمته نسأله الفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار I bear witness there is no deity save Allah and that Muhammad is his servant and his messenger and his mercy to all mankind. We pray to him to shower his mercy and his blessings upon all the prophets and upon Prophet Muhammad may peace be upon all of them. Dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, my khutbah today is a continuation for, a, for the previous khutbah. In a couple of weeks ago, I believe, I gave a khutbah about writing the story of your life. And a summary that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that all our conducts, everything that we do from thoughts to in, uh, intention to body language, our conduct, everything will be recorded. And as, as the Quran says, كل شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ كِتَابًا That everything is, chapter 78, verse 29, that everything is أَحْصَيْنَاهُ which means we have uh, 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 brought it together in a record form. And also, I, we, we, we spoke about four important points about this record system. While it encompasses everything, but it has limited time. We don't know how long we're going to be on this journey of life. We are responsible to write our own story. You know, sometimes I hear, well, you know, it's written, I'm here to read only. I'm here to, to fulfill the role for me. That's not the lenses of the Quran. The true understanding of the faith that you write your own story, your own destiny. You are in charge of your destiny. Yes, I, I haven't chosen who my parents are, where I am born, where I'm going to die, uh, how tall I am. Yes, these things are out of my control. But for the most part, my behavior, my contact, my body language, all these things, it is within my control. So I am in charge of my destiny. Last but not least, I am accountable. The one who gave me this responsibility to go ahead and write this book is telling me, you're coming back to me and I'm going to judge that story of yours. Is it righteous or not? We cover that in, in, in the first khutbah. Then we said the substance, they, they act in the story of our life. I simplified it that it's over three categories. One of them is good, al-khayrat, which the focus of my khutbah today, inshallah. The other one is al-salihat, al-uslah, means to improve, to better conditions of yourself and the people around you to reform, refine, and last, last, last but not least, al-ihsan, al-hasanat, from hasan, which is a beauty. We want to make sure that our book, that story of life, has enough, inshallah, in these, from these three things. Al-khayr, good, al-salihat, uh, al-islah, means to reform and to change and to improve. Last but not least, a beauty, there's a beauty in it. So with that in mind, uh, now I'd like to get a little bit deeper into al-khayrat. That's the focus of the khutbah today. So one aspect 
And I'm hoping one aspect of, of our writing, our, our, uh, as we, we write the story of our life, one aspect is al-khayr, is goodness. So today, inshallah, we'll get a little deeper. And more importantly, or as importantly is, how can we live it? So in, when you, when you, the best definition that I came across that, in my mind, it captures the spirit of our faith is one of the scholars said, al-khair is whatever benefits the creation of God is good. So if you're good to the environment, you're good to the tree, you're good to a bird, you're good to the animals, you're good to uh, another human being. When you are good, when you are benefiting them, that means this is al-khair, this is good. And when you look at, when, when, when the Prophet says that this lady made it, she was rewarded with heaven because she helped a dog, that makes sense. When the Prophet said to attend to a tree, even if you are about to leave this world and you know that you are departing and you could uh, plant a tree planted. I mean, so there are plenty rich um, uh, uh, in, in Islam from the teaching of the Prophet and the saying and the verses that can show us exactly what this scholar has observed. So that means the doors of Al-Khair are plenty. It's not just one. Now, when we were young, we were told Al-Khair is Al-Khairat is in the five pillars. That's true. It is the relationship between us, us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing can be better than that. It is Al-Khair. This is good. But is it only this one? No. When we look at the Quran, we look at the teaching of the Prophet and the Hadith and the Seerah, it's not. What we can observe, as the scholar said, everything, which is great. So that means now, in this book, I am invited more than 200 verses that's talking about Al-Khair. In other words, is that I, this is how important it is. So I want to seize any opportunity that I can include in my story of life from that al-khair, and the good news is Allah tells me there, there is plenty, plethora of opportunities for you to seize that aspect, that value of Islam, al-khair, and make sure it is in your story. So I'd like to now go into some verses that can help us, but after, after understanding the definition, and it's, it's, I hope it's clear, I believe it's very simple, straightforward, I like to quote this verse, chapter 22, verse 77. Oh, you have turned to faith. This is uh, chapter 22, verse 77. Those who have turned to faith, bow, then prostrate, and worship God in its widest context, context. Context of life means in every aspect. And the best way to, to as, as we said, in every part of our life, when I am heeding God, when I am behaving according to his uh, divine guidance, I am worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what it means, and it is widest understanding. And here comes the punchline, وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرَ And do good, لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So you may prosper. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, if you do good, you prosper. You attain to a state of happiness. Al-Falah. 
And who doesn't want to, to prosper? And there is this thing sometimes that we are misled. Well, you know, don't worry about this world. Don't worry about this life. Just worry about falah al-akhirah. That doesn't make sense. If you look at Islam carefully, and you look at it with an eye, an ear of the reason and understanding what is in, the, in this great divine revelation, and, you, and you, you study the life of the Prophet and, and his companions, you will find that very clear. The success of this life is first. Based on it, there'll be success of the hereafter. If you are not successful in this life, if you don't prosper in this life, it's not likely that we're going to prosper in the hereafter. And as I continue, we will see how that is the case. But what is very important for us to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do good, you prosper. That is the first, I would call it, benefit. Because, you know, we are very curious. Why and why and why? Why, you know, uh, we as human beings always like to ask the questions, why? Why do I want to do good? Allah is telling me, in this life, you will prosper. And I'll, I'll, cut, I'll come back to this shortly. The second thing is, if we want a healthier relationship with God Almighty, Allah tells us you do good. I'll give us two examples of that. In the story of Zechariah, you know, a prophet of God, uh, chapter 21, verse 89 and 90, we, we know that Zechariah reached a point in his life where he doesn't have an offspring, no children. And he really wanted to have a child badly, like all of us. Who doesn't? And then we find that we find him, he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Zakariah now is turning to Allah and he is pleading his case to him. And Allah Rabbi Fardan wa anta Oh Allah, do not leave me um, without Fardan alone, without a, 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 an offspring, without a lineage. And then the Quran continues, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ After he pleaded his case, Allah says, yes, we granted him his witch. And then he had John, Yahya. But listen to this, brother and sisters. And he talks about that he, وَأَصْلَحْنَا لَهُ زَوْجَهُ And we made his wife, uh, uh, you know, we, we improved her physical condition where he, she can bear children at, at older of age. And here is the punchline. إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ they were, him and his wife, they, were, they would vie with one another in what? In doing good. I think this picture will be even clearer when we go to the next story, and I'll come back to summarize it, but go to the next story, is the story of Moses. He fled Egypt, worried about himself, went toward Madian, a city, and he reached a well, and around that well, he noticed that there are two ladies are not able, they have their flock, but they're not able to get water. It was pretty crowded, and you know, men um, didn't care too much about the two ladies. And they, as we said, they, 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 the nature of a believer is to help anyone that he or she, he didn't even know whether they're believers or not, he didn't, he didn't even know anything about them, right? Actually, it's before the revelation. But nonetheless, he, you know, a person of faith, he, he belongs to many Israel. He didn't even think who they are. Right away, he went and asked them, and this is the attitude of the believer. When he see or she sees an opportunity to benefit and to help someone, doesn't ask just 
go ahead and get it done. So he asked them and they told them that we can't, we can't get the water for our flocks. And then what he did is, like any good man, he went and he helped them and he provided water for them. And brothers and sisters, فَسَقَ لَهُمَا And this is verse 28, uh, chapter 28, verse 24. He helped them, he benefited them, and then he went to the shade and again, فَقَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ Oh my Lord, truly I am in desperate need of any good that you dost send me. If you notice here, what, what do we notice? That he did good, then he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a dua. Zakariya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that we responded to his dua because he is doing good. So in other words, is if we want that healthy relationship between us and our creator, the key, you know, as the Prophet says that goodness has keys. And one of the key to get our dua responded is to do good. So we can see now it is being prosper, to, to prosper, and then is to have a better and stronger relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with all honesty, who doesn't want uh, for his dua to be uh, granted or to, for, for Allah to respond to? We all want to do that. So here it is a reminder, one of the key, one of the criteria, if you want Allah to respond, is, as, as we've seen in the, in the story of Zakaria and Moses, is to do good. So you want something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do good first, and then turn to Allah as Moses and Zakaria uh, uh, are showing us. So I think, brother and sister, I, I hope it is very clear that the, as the Quran tells us, is when we do good, that we can be prosperous in this life as well as in the hereafter, and we will have a healthier and stronger and a better relationship with our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now let us go from the theoretical into the practical aspect now. Okay, fine, we got it. So how do I now make sure that my story of life that I am writing has that good in it? So I'm going to give us two examples. As I said, Al-Khair has two important shades. One of them is good, which I hope by now it's clear, and also the word khair means and a khairun min, I am better than him. There is also better. And the Quran shows us examples about these two. So the first the first thing that I felt, and, and again, as I said at the beginning of the khutbah, al-khair it is a sea of opportunities. So there is no way I can encompass this here. But as we said, it's what benefits the creations of God, right? This in itself, it opens a, a, a wide range of opportunities for us to write goodness in our story of life. But today I'm going to focus on two things that I believe those can, as soon we're done with this khutbah, you and I can live them. One, I, I will, uh, it is in chapter uh, chapter 17, verse 35. That is indeed good. 
واحسن تاويلا اند بس ان ذا اند ناو شيخ محمد اسد اند ماني اذر سكولرز brought to our attention that this is not only in the financial or the business aspect, but this is in all conducts. So that means anytime I have a relationship with someone else, this verse offers that formula that is very guiding, and Allah is telling me, that is good in this. Pay attention to it. You're looking for good? This is one way. So let us uh, deconstruct this powerful verse fulfill the promise or the responsibility and al-kail here it is something that you measure in other words is fulfill the expectation of others and let me repeat that again expectations are very clear you are expected to be at a certain time it is measured three o'clock be there three o'clock my, my kids are expecting me to take them somewhere. It is very clear. It is measured. Right? And so on and so forth. So here, Al-Kail was used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make sure that we understand it is about the expectations. Wallahu alam, but this is what I, I, I believe, that the power of this verse. Awful, fulfill. Whether it is at work, there's an expectation, it is measured, it's very clear to show up on time, to deliver the project, whatever, whatever it is. With your wife, with your kids, with your friends, with your parents, with, with all those that you have relationship with, there's a contact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, fulfill. The expectation, whatever expected, fulfill it. The second thing is, وَزِنُوا بِالْقِصَّاسِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And here, Way the relationship in the most balanced way. Al-Mustaqim here is straightforward. And also can, can be the most balanced, the most just. What does that mean, brothers and sisters? It means, and this is very important, to have a just and to have a balance and to be fair, that means when you are doing a conduct with your wife, or with your husband, or with your children, or with work, whomever you have a contact, make sure that it is balanced, make sure that it is fair, make sure that it is beneficial to, for both sides. Let me repeat that. The balance and the just and the fairness here, that means both sides should be, benefic sh should be beneficial. Unfortunately, a lot of times we think we are smart if I am outsmarting you by making sure that my balance tilts over yours. That's not the Islamic way. That's not the Quranic way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you want that contact, whatever mundane you might think it is, you want that to be in the khair, you make sure that you fulfill the expectations on one hand and make sure that it is benefiting both sides. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أدعو الله الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي كتب على نفسه الرحمة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. Dear brothers and sisters, so so far in the first khutbah, I hope that the case of defining al-khair, benefiting all the creations of God is clear. Realizing that it is the sense of prosperity 
and what I mean by prosperity, brothers and sisters. Because the verse that we just reflected on, if, that, if you fulfill the expectation, and you are fair, and you are just, and you are making sure that in that contact, in that relationship between whomever you are dealing with, if you are providing an equal benefits, he gets, she gets the benefit, you get the benefits, nobody is tilt more than the other, this will yield to a trust. Whether it's your household, whether it is at work, whether it is with friends, whether it is with the public, it builds the trust. It builds a positive image. People, we can, they can count on you. Even your enemy will count on you. And all you have to do is look at the Prophet and we can really realize how even later on after the Medina period, after there is a state, there are many people who joined the Prophet, but they were not Muslims. Because they can count on him. Because he was man fair. He was man just. He man who wanted the benefits to be his, his community as well as theirs and their community. So that, that brother and sisters, that is the khayr. So in our daily life, you can do that. Last example I'm going to leave us with because brother Asim was reciting from uh, chapter 18, Surah Al-Kahf. The last story is about Dhul Qarnayn, which is the man with the two horns. And I believe I have my own uh, philosophy about what does that mean. But nonetheless, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in that chapter 18, in verse 84, 85, Behold, we established him securely on earth and endowed him with the knowledge of the right means to achieve anything. That, that he might set out to achieve, and so he chose the right means in whatever he did. In other words, is that he is a man with knowledge, and knowledge of his time, because in whatever he wanted, he knew the right means. As we said, you want something to be done, what are the asbab? What are the right means to get the job done? This is the principle, and this is what Islam guides us to, right? We can't just wish it happened on its own. No, what are the right means to get the, the, the job done? And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling me that this man encompassed knowledge in chemistry, in physics, in math, in construction, in management. It seems like he was a man of so much wealth of knowledge and resources that he was able to, whatever he puts his mind to, he gets it done. And he came across a community that they were, they used to get attacked by another community and they used to pretty much devastate them economically and socially and so on. So when they saw him and they realized that, that he is a man of resources and he man, is capable, they tell him, please help us. And we are ready to give you money. Now this is very important. There's nothing wrong when you offer a service, people pay you for it, it's halal. And this is where there is an opportunity what is better? In this case, Allah is teaching us that this man does not need the money. So what he said when they came, they told, they told him, uh, we are willing to give you money so you can help us. He said, which is the same chapter, verse 95. What God has provided me better than what you are offering. You're offering money, he has provided me with much more than that. Knowledge, resources, courage, strength, whatever. 
فأعينوني بقوة أجعل بينك وبينهم رسبة Help me with your strength so I can create a barrier between you and them. In throughout our day, brothers and sisters, as you can tell, again, this is building, building a, 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 a retaining wall to, uh, or, 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 or this huge wall. And when you look at the, the verses, it's talking about a construction site. Ah, uh, you know, there is uh, uh, fire, and there's uh, people, and there is, uh, uh, the, you know, must have been welding going on. So he must have been uh, really a man of knowledge. He was able to put a big construction site, as the Quran told us about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, he was presented with two opportunities. He's benefiting the people. Either he can take their money, or what is better than that, he doesn't need it. He said, no, what Allah has provided me is better. Throughout the day, we are offered with opportunities that we could do something that is better. Somebody comes to you. You know, we, we have the tendency to exchange, uh, uh, you know, benefits. You benefit me, I benefit you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is, if you are in an opportunity where you can benefit someone without anything in return, nothing in return, that is better. If you can do it. You can do it all the time. But when you have that opportunity, seize it and do it. So brothers and sisters, as you can tell, Alhamdulillah, in our story of life, we want to write, we want to make sure that there's a khair in it. Whether the khair is the good that we talked about or whether this opportunity is better, either one, I hope that we can, we, we can benefit from this Quranic guidance and we can embody these recommendations. So inshallah, we will, we will write one of the best stories so when we are before our Lord, we are we are so proud of this book that is full of goodness and of the other things. Let's pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts, to strengthen our faith, and to make us among those who they see khair throughout the day. We see goodness throughout the day. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who have the courage and they have the strength when they are offered an opportunity and they can do something, they can, they can look for something that is better, we, could, we can go ahead and seize it. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who are the good followers on, of, of his guidance and the good followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Aqim as